Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 76. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda Silva. Um, Today on the show, we are continuing with our series of amazing pop-up vendors that have come up during the pandemic and have really started to make their appearance all over town and really be well-known within the area. And um, we absolutely love these ladies. Um, Their business is made up of three women. Unfortunately, only two could join us, Um, but we're going to go ahead and get right into the episode and I'll have these amazing women introduce themselves. Hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Brittany Herrera. Um, I am part owner of What the Succulent, and my regular day job, I'm a social worker with um, LA County. Hi, my name is Angela Andrews, and I am also part of What the Succulent, and um, I work for Rainbow Services. I'm the operation project specialist, and uh, I am married, I have a son, I have a grandson, and, um, and I've always lived in San Pedro. What's your relation? She's my goddaughter. So there's three of us that operate with the succulent. You already know about Brittany. We also have her mom, which is Antonina. And basically Antonina and I are the one that do, do all the designs. And Brittany's the one that does all the, the advertising. She's our treasurer. She's our connection. She's our social media person because I, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> But the real creative is my mom and my aunt. I mean, this business couldn't run without them. They are the creative. Their their love for succulents is what drives this whole business. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being here. We're really excited. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Um, first, before we get into what the succulent, by the way, awesome name. And we're going to talk about how that came about. Um, but... We want to get into a little bit about each of your upbringing and, you know, your relation to Pedro. So we can start with you, Angela. Okay, so we are immigrants from Italy. Um, We've been here now for, what, 51 years. Um, So we actually, myself and all my sibling and Antonina, we were all born in France. So my dad, after World War II, moved to France. And every summer, he would go back to Sicily and visit the family because my dad was the youngest of seven siblings. So he would go back, and he met my mom, and they got married. And obviously, my mom had to move to France because my dad had a wonderful job in France. So we were all born there. And then um, about 10 years later, 10 years after I was born, my aunt that lived here, in, um, in San Pedro, California in those days, back in the 60s, uh, there was, back in those days, there was a big numbers of migration coming to, the, to America in those days, that's what we called it. So my aunt sponsored my dad to come to America because, you know, you have four children, you know, it's very hard to get going in Italy, especially in Sicily, so why don't you come to America? So it took five years for us to come to America. So we came. Um, my dad used to work for Pan Pacific when it was down here in the harbor yeah. for many, many years and retired from that. My mom worked for a chic lingerie in Redondo Beach, so she worked as a peace worker, so she was paid by piece, how many pieces she would sew per day. So, um, but um, let's see, other than that... Did you guys, when you when you came, do you remember the journey coming? Oh, definitely, definitely. We flew over here, so... We didn't take a boat, <laughs> but we flew over here, and my mom and dad did not speak English. So when we got to New York, we missed the plane to come to California, and my dad just had this look in his face like, what are we going to do? I don't know anybody, and luckily, there was a gentleman that spoke a little bit of Italian and helped us to go talk to someone. We were able to stay overnight somewhere, and then the next day, we came to California. When we got to 
Los Angeles, it was just an eye-opening. It was just so beautiful, and, and the highways were just so big, and everything was just so organized and clean, and, and the ocean was just beautiful. Even though we lived close to the ocean when we lived in Sicily, but it was very different. So, and I remember my grandmother always telling me, why do you want to go to California? You know, you, you love the beach. We have a beautiful beach here. And I used to tell my grandmother, but they have a beach there too. You know, plus I get to see Hollywood, <laughs> you know, in those days. So, yes. How old were you and your siblings? I was 14, so I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. I was 14. Mario was 11. I think your mom was, oh, was nine. nine. And then my youngest brother was eight. Wow. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's incredible. Like, yeah. to hear the first, you know, the first person account of coming to. I know. Now, that's so true. I'm curious, and maybe this is, you know, more a question for your dad, but why San Pedro in all of Los Angeles? Because Los Angeles is Because a big... his sister was here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His sister actually migrated from Sicily to Argentina. Because a lot of them migrated, you know, yes. everywhere, some to Australia. So she migrated to Argentina. And then um, she had a friend that lived here. And that's how she ended up here in San Pedro. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And then yeah. after we moved here in San Pedro, three years later, they moved to Modesto. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's we were so all by ourselves again. <laughs> because we really didn't have any family here. Everybody's yeah. back in Italy. Yeah. Obviously, all of our uncles and aunts are all passed away now, so we have still lots of cousins. Mm -hmm. My aunt and uncle that, you know, that sponsored us to come here to the United States, they also passed away. So we have two cousins that live in Modesto now. Did you get connected with the other Italian families here oh, right away? Oh, big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to Especially at school, right? You, they put you in an ESL class, and thank goodness there was mm -hmm. other that spoke Italian and mm -hmm. kind of guide me through it. At 14, had you already been familiarized with the English language? Or no, this was completely new to you. Was it difficult to navigate? Because that's high school. That's Very. Like, yeah. I mean, when I came here, I, I, that was what... Uh, I went to Dana for the you know the one year and then I went to high school it was very hard and I, I've, I've so I've said this story so many yeah. times where my first day of school I'm walking down the hallways and there's nobody in the hallways right everybody's outside and I'm thinking why is everybody's outside so I'm just walking the hallways I know that somebody probably told me I'm not supposed to be in the hallways but I didn't understand so then I hear the bell ring and everybody starts to come in. I'm thinking, okay, now what? <laughs> that must be so, such a culture shock. Oh, yeah. it was. It, it really was. I knew French because that's where we came from. But that didn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my mom has the same stories. Nine years old, a third grader, yeah. coming to a new country and new school and not speaking any English and just being thrown into it. Yeah. I right. Mean, you know, thinking about it now, it's, it's incredible just like, their progress I know it's been a number of years but I you know just how they've been able to learn the language yeah. and all of that is is really cool to me that is so true yeah and then also I mean I think you guys were distant enough in age that you wouldn't be in the same school group which sometimes that could help that could benefit you know it's like sure. being with your sibling but if you're completely each of you thrown into a new school and yeah yeah that's incredible. That was really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and did you, did your dad and your mom, did your parents decide to stay in San Pedro once they moved here? Yes. Like they were like, this is it. We're settled. Yes. Not moving to Modesto as well or. Uh, we thought about it for maybe two minutes. <laughs> but us, you know, we were teenager in those days. So we're like, uh, no, there's nothing to do in Modesto. It's all farming. We're not going over there. I was 18 and I told my mom, I'm not going. I'm 18. I don't have to go. My mom is like, well, if you're not going, we're not going. So we all stayed, That's which great. in a way it was a blessing because now we're all here in San mm -hmm. Pedro. You know, we all have our families. We have, you know, nieces and nephews and now, you know, grandkids and, and, and San Pedro is beautiful. I love San Pedro. I love the area. I love the, um, the mixing of different cultures and the food and, and the activities that we have. And of course the beautiful weather. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it does really just feel like San Pedro is where our family is you know mm -hmm. the house they grew up in after you know they grew up and my parents my grandparents lived there after they passed away it was just a home that stayed in the family for all of us cousins to live in so I live there now with my cousin and it just feels so cool like this is the house that my 
mom and her siblings grew up in and now I'm here living in that home too so it really does feel like a personal connection to like both the home and just the city yeah Yeah. and the family the history of it and so then you were born and raised then here in San Pedro born and raised in San Pedro my parents I think all my mom and her siblings went to San Pedro high school Uh Um, my parents met at in San Pedro high school and you know I've just been like high school sweethearts got married and then, you know, pretty much never left. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like the, um, I mean, the iconic uh, San Pedro family. Like, yeah. <laughs> immigrated from somewhere in the Mediterranean coast and, you know, came here, which is awesome. Um, and what was it like growing up for you in Pedro? Um, so my parents, they first had a home in Wilmington. And then, um, so I went to school, I went to Holy Trinity here in San Pedro. And then they moved up to... Rancho Palos Verdes. So I grew up in the PV school district, um, but still very familiar with San Pedro. You know, my my grandparents, my aunts and uncles all lived, you know, throughout San Pedro. So it does feel still like that's where I grew up. When I tell people where they ask, where did I grow up? I usually say San Pedro because that's where I've been and that's what I've known. So same. I grew up also like above Western on the mm-hmm. RPV side. Yes. And it's just, it's just not connected really to like PV. You know what I mean? Like yes. you have to go on the other side of the hill to go to the mall or to go anywhere. All the PV grocery stores are like way far. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they're yeah. all like PV Drive North, which is one lane. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, San Pedro has always been so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. And I, I grew up as a Pedro kid too. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. And so, wait, you went to Holy Trinity, and then where did you go for high school? You went to... And then I went to Palos Verdes High School. Palos Verdes High School, yeah. So that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice drive. I mean, how close we are to the coast. I, I always say I don't think I could live anywhere else. Even now, I'm... A walk away from the beach it's yeah. it's incredible just yeah. i can even just look outside and see the ocean is yeah yeah, yeah. jess do you know where pv high is um i think i've seen it no you um, haven't no i mean i know that it's like on the coast like on the coast yeah yeah but i mean with you, the wouldn't, view. you wouldn't be able to see it unless you were like in the neighborhood yeah yeah, yeah. 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 i mean i did have friends that went to oh yeah pv only because torrance like we would be a little close yeah. but yeah because mm-hmm. it's peninsula is like on the hill by yeah. the mall kind of and pv because the only reason i know where it was is because my brother went to pv and i never knew where it was until he started going there and you go all the way up the coast and then you're in these huge really beautiful mega mansion (laughs) neighborhoods and then you go into those neighborhoods oh and it's just kind of like hidden Mm -hmm. so wait i really i think i've been to peninsula yeah that's the one that i I think that's the one yeah because that's the one i always knew yeah never knew where pv was until i was like oh it's way over here (laughs) yeah but it is beautiful and it used to only be peninsula high school and then they opened up palace palace verdes peninsula high school and then um that's then that's where we started there. My older cousins went there as well. And, yeah, you know, so we've kind of all. Where do you fall in the cousins line? Um, like, I'm, are you in the middle or of the older? I'm group? pretty much in the middle. So okay. my my aunt Angela's son is the oldest, and I think he's forties. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and then and then my brother would be the youngest, and okay. he's twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I know. I always like. Um, I come from like a big family too, with all the cousins, and yeah. I'm of the older group or whatever. Yeah. But um, it's always fun to see where you fall, mm-hmm. yes. and it's so great to have cousins nearby and like yeah. grow up with them because yeah. it really extends your family. Oh, definitely. So much. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like a brother and sister. They're like a brother yeah. and sister, definitely. right? Exactly. And now Except we have. And now cousins. we have cousins who have babies. babies. <laughs> so. so the family grows and yeah. grows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yes. Um, before, well, I was going to say, before we get into the to the business, um, what were some of the things that you kind of had focused on, like, after school? Like, what was some of your goals? Um, after I graduated high school, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. So that's what I started going to school to do. Um, I stayed local. I went to Dominguez Hills. And started my career um, working towards being a teacher. So I would work at after-school programs. I actually worked at Toberman um, Neighborhood Center for their after-school program for a couple years. Um, I worked as a substitute teacher in Palos Verdes School District, Redondo, Torrance. So um, 
kind of still staying in the area. And then after finishing my schooling for teaching, I kind of wanted to switch. And that's how I got into social work because I knew I always wanted to work with children and I just wanted to do something else where I could help, you know, children that really need it. So that's where um, I got back into social work and I went back to school at Dominguez uh, for my master's and graduated, um, you know, with my master's in social work a couple years ago and then started with the county for their Department of Children and Family Services. Oh, that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, and I've been working there for almost two years now. Oh, Wow. And then does that, um, the Department of Children and Family Services is the organization, I guess, that also runs the foster and adopt, right, programs? Yeah, so they're the government agency that runs the programs, Um, so they deal with everything from helping families, you know, who need a little bit of support to keep their family together, or if it is a situation where they need to replace the children, then that's the foster care system, and that's actually what I work with pretty directly. I'm the social worker for the foster parents. Oh, so, wow. and And we get cases all over LA County. So yeah. I do have some cases in San Pedro. I get to see the families here, but then I also go as far as Palmdale, Lancaster, right. Bakersfield <laughs> yeah. to see these families. But it is, it is a cool experience to see the foster care system from like an inside view and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing these parents and the children just getting, you know, the, the good home support that they need yeah there's plenty enough for another episode because my husband and i are very into interested in fostering and the adoption process i was gonna say i was like i could drag that out so i (laughs) I can talk to you about it forever save all of those and get your business card and then we'll talk (laughs) but yes we'll have another episode for sure on on that because that's amazing and that Brings me to you, Angela, too, that there's like a line sort of because you're working with Rainbow Services. How did you start working with them? I started in October of last year, so I'm fairly new to the business. The way I started is because I had heard about what the organization does. And then I also have a nephew that works there, uh, Greg Poma. So um, and he's the one that kind of said, you know, hey, Auntie Angela, you know, they're looking for this and this. Are you looking for, you know, which is that something you'd be interested in? And it's like, sure. It was close to home. It's in my community. I, I finished a 37 year career with AT&T that got me to travel all over the United States. So I was ready to just stay home. Yeah. And this was a great opportunity, and I, I just love it. I don't work directly with the participants, with the domestic violent victims. Um, so I work on the operation side more than anything else, and a little bit of human resources, too. So we had an episode. I did I did an interview with Elizabeth yes. Eastland, right? And she's still with the organization? Yes, involved. she still is, yes. Um, yeah, because I've just been, I mean, it's an amazing organization. I love that it's here in San Pedro. I love the work that you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, Can you give a little description of what Rainbow Services is and what sure. it does? Yeah. So Rainbow Services is a nonprofit that provides services from temporary housing to long-term housing to any service that you could think of. If you need uh, money for gas or if you need a, a bus ticket or food, clothes, anything that you could think of uh, for a domestic violent, uh, violence um, victim. That's a great and resource. Yes, yeah, and it's, it could be an individual, it could be a family. We are one of the very first that also allow pets mm-hmm. to be with the, you know, with the participants because we also found out that a lot of them would not come to our shelter because they couldn't bring their pets. Right. And Elizabeth was awesome on that's getting that. That's great. T- I together. recommend everyone to listen to that episode because that's an am- amazing service that we have here. Yes. I mean, it's incredible. incredible. I mean, yeah. we we I had her on during 2020 because I and I also knew she was on my list anyways, but I knew that domestic violence probably had a tick up Yes. In the, you know, during the pandemic because people were stuck at home. Yeah. Right. I can um, definitely speak to that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just, um, I think it's just an incredible resource. Again, we can do a whole other episode on it. Um, yes. So, yeah, we'll have to, we'll ha- I think we'd love to have her back and maybe, you know, just talk a little bit more about it. Because I think it's still an important resource and people need to be reminded that it's here. Oh, and definitely. And if you're in a domestic violence situation, there is a way out. Yeah. You know, there's and people that will San help. Pedro, that's incredible to have mm-hmm. all these resources just right here in your yeah. backyard. Yes. Yeah. And the housing is kind of everywhere, right? You know, I mean, I won't, I know it yes. has to be, you know, yes. very, yes. but it's we not a... just 
for our community. Like you can right. work with other communities. It depends on where the yeah. victim comes from. Yeah. Definitely. Incredible. And it's always about, you know, security, you know, and, and privacy. So we have a temporary shelter or an emergency shelter, and then we have a long-term sh shelter. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Mm -hmm. And we're expanding. So, <laughs> right? That's great. We just we just leased new building, new office space on 5th Street. Um, I know that we're looking into buy a, a big building where we could house all of our departments in it. So, we're working on that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, I'm sure and if anybody's looking for a job, we have lots of positions open. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Go for to our website, rambleservicesdv.org. Yes. Yeah. If somebody's looking to, to be hired, especially yes. now, and you're looking to help, like that's a great, yes. great resources. I was going to ask, um, you mentioned earlier, um, well, I'm curious to know, you didn't mention it all while we were recording. Uh, how did you meet your husband? Like, tell us your journey, because uh, you mentioned Brooklyn, New York. Did you go to New York or? Um, no. Okay. So my husband moved to California when he was 16. So we're talking about now 50 years ago because his mom and dad moved here to, to California because his mom and dad had uh, brother, actually I should say his dad had brothers and sisters here. So that's how he moved here. Um, how we met, um, we started working for... Um, for I started working part-time after I had my son um, and that's where I met him at my old 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 job gotcha. <laughs> okay. talking about now over 40 years ago <laughs> yeah. um, so but I've been to New York you know he's, yeah he has a brother that still is, lives in New York and oh, nice. you know there's four nephews yeah. and nieces over there so yes oh nice so you yeah. guys get to have family yeah Hey, uh, real quick, Amanda here to remind you that we have a Patreon. So if you are loving this episode and you can't get enough of the podcast and you want to see this work continue, then we invite you to visit us over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash hello San Pedro. Um, by becoming a patron, you will also gain access to weekly bonus episodes, which will include extended interviews, some more personal stories from our guests, some rapid fire questions, and some other fun segments. For example, in this week's episode, we have our amazing guests tell us their thoughts on Little Italy. And this is coming from two beautiful Italian women, so I wouldn't miss that. All right, let's get back into the episode. Um, so now I want to get into the business. Okay. How did it start? <laughs> <laughs> Same for me. Yes. Okay, so I moved in with my cousin at our grandparents' house a little over a year ago. And, you know, kind of as a welcoming, you know, gift to my Aunt Angela brought me and my cousin both our own succulent arrangements, and they were gorgeous. Honestly, I am not a plant person. <laughs> I did not get the green thumb gene from my mom and my aunt, but I got these arrangements, and I was like, these are so beautiful. You can sell these. <laughs> And that's really how it started. And, you know, my aunt is so positive and such a go-getter. She was just like, okay, great, let's do it. Just like, <laughs> we did not know what we were getting yes. into. I was like, okay, I'm going to make an Instagram. I'm going to post these two arrangements that are our personal oh arrangements. Goodness. And let's just see what happens. And that's really how it started. So I was on the Instagram trying to find everyone else in San Pedro who has a small business. Yeah. Follow, follow, follow. I think... That's even how I started following you all, um, just trying to get our name out there. And we would start with just, you know, personal orders if people messaged us for stuff. And then um, that's what it really was at first, just people who would ask for individual orders. We would do that. Um, everything is run out of our house. My my Nono's house, as we <laughs> yes, call it. Nono's it's house, it's yeah. Nono's house forever. Um, <laughs> that's where we run our business from. But you know, we have all of our succulents there and the, the planners. So then we started getting into pop-ups, you know, just more of a way to get our name out there and reach more people and, and really, um, you know, start to grow our business in San Pedro. Yeah. So take us back. So you said it was exactly a year ago or just a little about, over, yeah. a little over yeah. a year ago. And then when she mentioned that to you that, Hey, you could sell these and you, you just were like, yes, yeah. let's, what's okay. next step? Brittany, go, go. <laughs> I'll put it together. You, you try yeah. to sell it because I'm not a social media person. Yeah. yeah. How did you get into succulents or how did you get into thinking like to just, do? 
you know, just I just, always... you know, her mom and I just love succulents. You know, we have them all over our garden and our front yard, our backyard, our side yard, <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. They're just so easy to maintain, and they're beautiful, really. Um, you know, some of them have beautiful flowers, and they last forever. They're low maintenance. They don't take too much water, you know, as as it is right now, and um, they. I don't know. We just love them. Succulents mm-hmm. are the only plant that I've had any success with. Yeah. Um, and I love them too. They're yeah. just absolutely amazing. So my mom got into succulents and she had made me a little succulent arrangement and I loved it. And then when it started overgrowing, I started clipping it and I made one for my mother-in-law. There you, you know? go. And it was like kind of a nice thing to bring for yeah, her. Yeah, it know? is. Um, and it, it is. It's such a beautiful gift. Um, so when you got the Instagram, you, ha- you came up with the name Yeah. because you had to get that Instagram name. <laughs> yeah. How did you land on um, that? Um, I will say I kind of stole it or borrowed it. <laughs> I got the inspiration. Um, you know, like I said, my mom and my aunt were super into succulents already. So, you know, me and my brother would always get my mom little gifts that were succulents, t-shirts, mugs, you know, whatever it may be. And so we saw the the name or the shirt excuse my language but it was what the f- you in <laughs> on the shirt and that's hilarious <laughs> and I was like well that clearly can't be our business name um so that's how I came up with what the succulent you know very catchy I love a good pun so <laughs> so then that was it just make sure the name was available on Instagram and that's how it got started yeah. and it is catchy it and is. And I think that's what's, like, fun, too, is now that we've been starting to get out and about more, we'll, you know, people will come up to me and be like, oh, what the succulent? I've seen you guys before, or I've heard your name somewhere, which is just the coolest thing. It's never something I thought we would get yeah. to yeah. to the point of. It's been a lot of fun, yeah. really, you so, know, just meeting people, you know, the community, you know, it's just, so we've expanded from that, so now we were just doing succulent arrangements, so now we have beautiful mushrooms that you could put in your potted plants or in your garden we have uh garden fairy sticks that my sister and i we actually make and that's been really successful too Mm -hmm. oh that's so cool the fairy sticks so you guys make them they're beads i've seen them yeah they're like yeah yeah, they're they're really cute can you describe it yeah so basically it's an iron rod and then you put it's actually beads that you can make jewelry with so we order all the bees and all the different uh, the charms and the different toppers and depending on, you know, the length. And then we put them together by color or or by theme, whatever that may be. And we just have a great time putting it together. Yeah. Really. And people really love it. And they're beautiful because depending on how the sun hits it, you get all these different sparkles mm-hmm. of colors. And I, you know, I even see people where like, okay, I'm not, I don't have a green thumb. I said, that's Okay. Just put some some of these, you know, fairy sticks in your garden, and it's going to be just as beautiful. So. <laughs> the fairy sticks are the green yeah. thumb. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've done really well with those, actually. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are popular, which is really exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you say that you did succulent arrangements, do people, can people just bring something that they have yes. that they want to use, and then you just fill it up with a beautiful the vessel? Yeah. Yes. We've done that quite quite a, quite a lot yeah yes. so either you know we of course we have our own selection of pots where you know if you if you want a specific color or size you know we can find something for you or like you said people you can bring in whatever arrange whatever pot you have and we'll fill it up for you and um you know that's been good too because people are like oh this one dies or this one didn't make it it's like it's okay let's let's replenish let's start over and um you know give you a nice beautiful arrangement again for you to take back home yeah Yeah. i feel like that's such a great service because like I mean, how often are you at like a garage sale or like just like a thrift store? I know she is. That's why I'm telling you. So like, you know, where you just see a pot and you're like, why do I want this pot? You know, and you just gotta get it. And it's like, what am I gonna plant in there? Right. What are you gonna do with it? Or it's like, yeah, exactly. This is such a great idea. Um, Do you guys have any tips for people when they do bring one home? Like, what? how to care for it, like how to, what are your recommendations? Oh, definitely you want to water it once a week, especially during the summertime. And especially if you have it outside and if it's directly, you know, direct sunlight, you definitely want to water it. I always say, make sure that your pod has a hole in the bottom. 
because mm. you want to make sure that the water drains because succulents don't like their roots to be in water. Oh, you know, right, they right. like the drier, you know, the drier soil better. So you want to make sure that the water really goes all the way down because sometimes when you water and then you stick your finger in the dirt, it's dry underneath it. So you want to make sure that you water very slow so that it takes, that it goes all the way down. Oh, okay. And okay. then then you're done and then you're yeah, good once a week then and then put you a know, berry next to it yes <laughs> yes yes oh definitely a mushroom yeah. <laughs> we even have those uh glass mushrooms to water your pots oh, so right. yeah. oh yeah those they, they kind of just like Watering slowly drip uh-huh. yeah. yes. yes yes but i think that's what's so great about succulents is they're so versatile you can have them indoor outdoor even if you know you're inside in an office like this it gets the light and yeah. the succulents will do really well so right. i think that it is a good motivator for people, especially like me, who does not have the green thumb. I'm like, okay, I can keep this alive. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I Are mean, you getting better with your thumb? I am like, getting better, yeah. Um, even just like my love for the succulents because of my mom and my aunt's love for it is growing too. Now when we go shopping at the nursery, I'm excited. Look at this one. Look at this one. All these, you know, different colors, different, you know, textures and... Yeah. Like you said, I'm yeah. really learning about succulents, and I'm learning from the best people I can learn from. <laughs> so the other day, I thought of you guys, because we were walking down on a street in Long Beach, and there were these purple, like, purple color, mm. and a pink flower yes. succulents, and I was like, I've never seen that. I've always seen all the beautiful shades of, like, blue and yes. green and mm-hmm. ocean-like, but yeah. purple. It was, like, the color yeah. of your shirt. Yeah. As yeah. a matter of fact, we went to the nursery, when was it, last two weeks ago? And they had this succulent that had like purple and greenish leaves. Never seen it before. We're like, oh, oh. Wow. so yeah. it's kind of yeah. it's kind of neat because every time we go, we see something different. So mm-hmm. depending on the season, depending on where they come from, there's different ones. So sometimes I know that um, our customer will say, well, I want the same thing as that. Well, it depends if it's available. You know that mm-hmm. may they may not be available, so right. we may have to wait. But yeah. yeah. But we always have. Yeah. We always find something new. So between my sister and I, we're like, oh, that's for me. Oh, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. well, I have to have one of those. Yeah. I will say the whole purpose of this business is just to feed their habit. <laughs> it just gives them a reason to go look for more, buy more. You know, one for the business and one for their personal garden at home, yeah. which is... <laughs> yeah. that's so the that, best thing I know yeah. I was yeah. say, that's the best type of business this um this podcast I started because I was really just wanting an excuse to ask everybody all the questions <laughs> that I wanted to know um so yeah that's I totally get it yeah <laughs> and then we for our pots you know when we want to buy pots usually we go to that pottery place on in uh, what is it Gardena you could see it off the oh, 110 yeah. freeway beautiful pots beautiful pots Nice. Mm Usually we go there or we recycle, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely. Upcycle. Yeah. I'm always at estate sales or thrift stores or, you know, all garage sales, any and everything. You find beautiful things. I stop myself all the time from buying pots. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to plan anything in it, you know? And I'm just like, I I can hear my husband's voice in my head too, like... Why did you buy this? <laughs> you have enough. But you never have enough. No. No. That's a great idea. Start a business where you can actually utilize it. Then yeah. it feeds the habit. <laughs> yeah. yes. So when you guys have family gatherings, do you guys tend to have like, all right, here's our business meeting with the succulent. Like, let's talk it over dinner, you know, while it's some cousin's birthday or something. Yeah. Or do you guys have a good no, balance? Not really. And- <laughs> no, we're, yeah, I think it's a good balance. Yeah. I mean, we're always getting together for family dinners and things like that and it's it's fun that our whole family is kind of in on the business too so they'll always ask or they'll stop by the pop-ups that are yeah. local yeah so. so tell me um how did you guys get involved with the pop-ups like was there one that you went to first and you're like what a great idea or mm, i don't remember back to our first one was it the yeah, I think it might have been the corner store. Okay, I don't remember. Um, is how we started, which is again another local small great business. Yes. Um, you know, just starting at the corner store. Again, it's it's incredible to me how like social media is now. You can do so much on there. I run a full business from there. Yeah. But that's how you know people would message on Instagram. Hey, would you like to be part of this pop up? And and that's really just how it started. And now we're starting to meet nice. that community. So. Yeah. You know, we're gaining friends and gaining, you know, associates that we can do pop-ups with and mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were reached out to, to yeah. like Joanna. Yeah, someone reached out to me on Instagram and oh, that's, that's how great. it started. Yeah. Yeah. And then is it nice to like get to meet all the like well, A vendors, but then also mm-hmm. the people that come by, meet the neighbors. Yes. Like yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Especially, you know, at the corner store because mm-hmm. you know, we li- you know, you live right around the corner pretty yeah. much. <laughs> And I remember when it used to be a really small little market back, you know, in the seventies. You do. I was reading about that recently yeah. that it used to be a grocery market yes. and like really served like groceries. For, yes. Yeah. And I think John Vision is kind of going back to a little bit of that, mm-hmm. um, but um, and then it, it turned into a coffee house, which was great, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So. The corner store was great. Yeah. That's awesome. But it is a good way to meet like other vendors and even other just people in the community. We'll see them at this pop-up at the corner Mm -hmm. store and then Mm -hmm. we'll see them at another pop-up somewhere else in San Pedro. And so that's kind of nice too. Like you recognize them and you know, they recognize you for your business and we support each other. We help each other. Mm -hmm. It is unbelievable how creative Mm -hmm. people are out there. The things that they make. I'm like, oh, mm, I would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, what was it, that seagrass that we found out mm-hmm. on Saturday? That was just amazing. So people are very creative, yeah. you know? Yeah. One of the things that, I mean, I think when Jess and I were, like, coming to the table and we're like, let's start the podcast again, one of the things that we really liked was, like, all of the, just the pop-up culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like during the pandemic, and we've said this before in other episodes, but that's kind of what we're doing here is we wanted to really get to know the people doing the pop-ups because we think it's just so amazing. Such a great, like, entrepreneurial, like, venture, mm-hmm. you know, or people taking their passion and deciding to go for it and, like... Yeah, and especially, things. like, to see what everybody went through during the pandemic and then to see something, what came out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just such an awesome thing that I think, that I hope will continue and foster new, like, yeah. you know, entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I think that, like, even just... The last one that we went to, the Troy Man, which was mm-hmm. yesterday, um, there was some young girls out there. I mean, like yes. still either in junior high or high school selling what they, you know, mm-hmm. what they made. Yes. And I just think that's such an amazing gift to teach the the kids, you know, mm-hmm. just start showing mm-hmm. them this is how you can make your money. Whether yeah. it's like, this is my main thing. Right. I want to grow into a brick and mortar. Or whether it's like, hey, I can pay for my way during yeah. school or, um, you know, on the weekend. I feel like right. it's the modernized version of, like, the paper route. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like at one point you could have worked at the local restaurant, cafe, or whatever. And you could still probably do that. But paper routes were this easy thing that kids could do. And now it's like, yeah, yeah. like, find it's, find something creative that you can do or sell and, like, yeah. pop up. Especially if they have that passion of yeah. whatever they're doing, whatever they're making, right? If they have that passion, why not help them? Yeah. You know, so that's that's beautiful. Yeah. So this for you guys, it, it was really like a hobby that mm-hmm. kind of turned into, you know what? We can share it with the community. Now, do you guys see it growing from there or is this kind of where you like to keep it? I, you know... Growing, I don't know how tough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how big we would want to yeah. grow it. Um, our main goal is just to keep it fun. You yeah. know, it is yeah. it is a quote unquote job or a quote unquote business, but it really is just a hobby disguised as a business. Yeah. So you know, I always I always tell them, you know, there's all these pop ups we could do or all these things we can try to go to and sell, but you know, I think we need to find a balance of what is still fun for us rather than it turning into too much of just work. Yeah. Just work. Yeah. 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 yeah so because cool. um popping up is actually a very physically <laughs> yes. labor intensive yes. yes. part it of is. this. Um, do you guys all share that or do you meet together before going to a pop up or how does that work? We all share. Yeah. Yeah. We all yeah. We, yeah. All, we usually, the three of us will all go, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll meet at Nono's house, get all our stuff together and then go to the pop-up together. And yeah. it really is teamwork. <laughs> makes the dream work on those events because it is labor intensive. You're loading, yeah. you're unloading, yeah. you're moving stuff around. And yeah. Pop-ups can be so labor intensive. Like the actual, like just bringing all of your yes. stuff to another place and then yeah. creating this like little store environment you know Mm -hmm. in this 10 by 10 space yeah absolutely but it is cute on that too like how we've grown it used to be just one table with the with the pots now we have all the decorations and stuff to go with it so we have another table (laughs) with stuff now we have our little signs that have our name we have our own customized tablecloth so it is like kind of fun in that sense like it's just another way to be creative you know how can we make this little pop-up space our little shop for a few hours 
you know, look cuter, more appealing and all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But we've done, you know, we've done wedding, you know, we've done a wedding arrangements, you know, centerpieces. I love so, that. What a great, yeah. yeah. So, was know, that fun? Things like that. Did it was you, great. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was yeah. That was great. I think that would be, that would be really fun to get into more mm-hmm. of like the event yeah. arena, okay. you know, you can yeah. do party favors, centerpieces, yeah. thank did, you gifts. We did um, the birthday for Danielle. Mm-hmm. We did the thank you gifts for that party. Yeah. So I actually went to a wedding. Oh, this would have been like six or seven years ago. But they had succulents as mm-hmm. their like favors. Yes. And it was so great. And then at the end of the day, I was like, because I love plants. Like a lot yeah. of plants. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I was just like, look, there's like five of them. Let's just take them all. And we boarded our flight back home with all like five things. And we're just like. Yeah. But yeah. That's Succulents awesome. are great though. They're I so know. much more accessible. I think that's the thing I really thought was cool about your business is that you could, like we could just bring something to you. You can make an arrangement. Yes. But I didn't even consider how many, like how that could benefit like doing custom designs for cut you know for mm-hmm. events and yes. oh my gosh a beautiful wedding second right? arrangement or even yeah. a bouquet. we did yeah. we did Ooh. all the arrangements at um the corner store oh yeah, yeah. for their anniversary yeah yeah nice yeah so oh, very cool yeah that's awesome so that. um so uh, i i always like to ask everybody you know because things are changing in Pedro, because we are a tight knit community, and of course everyone has their opinion, um, I do like to just give some space for people to give their opinion. Um, so I always ask all my guests, you know, what are some things that are like, con- or I should, I feel like I should change the question. Um, what are some things that concern you, or feel like you have there's room for improvement here in San Pedro? Um, we can start with we can start with you, Angela. I was gonna be really funny. I <laughs> yeah. was gonna say. That stoplight on Biner and Western. Yeah. <laughs> get, get rid of it or like change it. Get, get rid, rid of, it. of it, whatever. Anyway, that's another story. Um, what concerns me? Um, I think like everybody else, you know, the homeless crisis, um, it's number one for me. Mm. You know, it's it, and I'm not sure what the answer is to that. I know that our leaders are working really hard on taking care of that. So I just put my feet to them and say, you know, take care of it because I know it's, it's, it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. You know, the living in the community and you're driving yeah. the same streets every day, you kind of see how things change, change. over time. Yeah. So, you know, either the, the little population of homeless grows on that street which is really sad to see you know it should be decreasing not increasing and i think even like businesses as well in san pedro we have a lot of just vacant buildings rundown buildings Mm. so i think seeing a change in those buildings and bringing you know just more people from the community to have their businesses Mm. in that space would really you know change the way san pedro looks yeah, that's very true. It's very I I've found this interesting being here for a short period is yeah. a um how many uh, abandoned buildings there are or how many boarded up buildings mm-hmm. and I think it's probably a result of the pandemic and a lot of stores or restaurants not being able to sustain that. But um but I also at the flip side like see the interesting part of like how many pop-ups and I'm like look at all these businesses that are mm-hmm. popping up, you know, and could use space and like if those spaces parking lots, etc., were available for more like of these type of pop-up yeah. markets, that would be amazing, mm-hmm. you know, to be able the, to give the, that opportunity. And that's true. The other issue is, you know, the lease, uh, I should say the rate that you have to pay for a lease, you know, uh, as a small business for us, it, there is no it way. It would be impossible. It would yeah. be impossible. So those pop-ups are great for those people that can't afford mm-hmm. to have a brick and mortar at this right. point, hopefully later. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. That's the other issue yeah. is, you know, the but how it, expensive it is to rent. And it's not just here in St. Peter. It's everywhere. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's why we have this yeah. issue. It would be cool if, like, um, these property owners would be a little bit more flexible and say, well, until the moment we're able to sell it or until we can find an actual, like, permanent mm-hmm. to open that space up for pop-ups mm-hmm. or to open up the parking lots at least yeah. for these type of, you know event would be really cool yeah and I think um I honestly feel like there is I think that people are noticing that those opportunities are there and I feel like they are trying to make that kind of stuff happen Mm -hmm. like when I talk to leadership and stuff you know they see the needs they see that 
you know, these are completely underutilized spaces, Mm -hmm. you know, and why not make use of them? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we understand it's a business that needs to make money, but if it's just sitting there, why don't we, you know what I mean? So I hope, I hope there's some things in the works for that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. And I think I do see that like kind of happening a little bit, like you said, with the small businesses, you know, Chori Man, the corner store, even Music by the Sea are these like great community events that can like bring the community together, both for the pop-ups, but just to get together and meet each other in the community. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we get to meet so many people from the community and the pop-ups that we could be making a connection with them that could help uh, us somewhere else or help them or you know we can combine forces that we would have never met these people otherwise and they're just a couple blocks away right i was gonna ask for any was there anything else that you wanted to add to what concerns you in san pedro uh, I think you know we've touched on you know what yeah. the big concerns are, but you know it's like this coming from this is where I've always lived. This is where I can see myself always living. So I just want to see the community grow and do better, and you know yeah. see these positive changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the on the flip side of that question, what are some things you guys are excited about? Portugal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We still call it Ports of yeah. <laughs> A lot of people do, yeah. yeah. I think I think some of the um, you know longtime residents will it will never it will always be it'll always yeah, be, it'll be Ports You know we're excited about the changes down in Harvard, which is you know there it's looking beautiful down there, and they actually need it to be cleaned and and but it looks really. You know, the downtown San Pedro, it's, you know, we're getting more businesses down here, more restaurant, more mm-hmm. art, you know, first Thursday of the month. It's it's great because it brings the locals down here and it helps the, the small businesses. So, so that's, that's a big mm-hmm. thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, really being able to like go out in your community and, you know, to the local places. So I'm just excited to see, you know, more businesses grow, even down at Ports of Call, more places for us to go out and do things to support our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I feel like there's, um, so, well, I mean, during the pandemic, we didn't do that much, you know? Right. And um, I felt like I was just stuck at home, yeah. you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really exciting to come out and see so, like, so much of the community out and about shopping. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, for me, that is, like, really changing, it's, like, in my mindset that's changed is like shopping local. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just go run down to Target or like wherever, but like I feel like with all the pop-ups, there's this culture change. Yeah, and I, because of pop-ups like yourselves yeah. and like all the vendors, you've made it so much easier for us yeah. to mm-hmm. be able to shop local because yeah. we can just go to these, you know, pop-up events and like be right. able to yeah. shop for gifts and yeah. And I think the issue with that before was like the frequency. is like you didn't know when you can go to a pop-up, right? But I feel like they're happening so often, and mm-hmm. now because of Instagram, you could just message your per, you know, your vendor, like yes. the vendor that you want to buy from, say, "Hey, yeah. do you have any more of these bags? Do you have any more of these like mm-hmm. succulent arrangements? Yeah, can I pick one up? You yeah, know? I've yeah. done I've done that as the receiving end and like the you know the customer too. I get I get people on Instagram. Hey, I have a birthday or a whatever kind of event. Can I come pick up an arrangement real quick as a gift? Yeah. And then I've also met great other small businesses where it's like, ooh, I need a treat for my mom for her birthday. Let yeah. me message, well, you know, so and so vendor. So I think I think that's a great thing too that I'm meeting these new small businesses that I get to support that are really are making really great things. Yeah. 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 yeah they really are. Good. It does. Um, I was going to ask, um, my question that I had was, uh, well, I have two actually, but I'll start with the first one, which is describe your favorite San Pedro experience. To me, it's just going down Don Point Furman or going down to Trump Golf Course and just look at the view, look at Catalina and the sunset. Yeah. To me, it's the ocean. Yeah, definitely just being so close to the beach, um, being able to walk outside your door and being able to walk and see this beautiful view. Um, I mean, we got the harbor view. Mm-hmm. I mean, I 
The I mean, views I, are I couldn't on, be in a better on, place. Yeah. That's a nice. Conquer, thank, yeah. Conquer the bridge kind of sticks out yes. of my mind. Oh, um, yeah. 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 We've done Conquer the Bridge before the pandemic. Uh, it came back yeah. last year. Did you guys year, sign so up? Done, yeah, so we did it. Yeah, I think we've I'm done it. I signed up. It'll be my first time. Yeah. Yeah. Is it your first time too? It'll be my very first yeah. time. So it's fun. We've done it like three, four times now and it's so fun. It just gives you a view we drive oh. over the bridge all the time but just be able to walk up there and stand there and look at yeah. you know yeah, your city is take your great. take your phone with yeah. you and take some beautiful pictures yeah. it's, it is different it's when you worth get up it there. Yeah. don't don't be intimidated by the you know yeah. by the walk itself yeah. it's beautiful i'm very it? intimidated by the walk i was like my friends really i mean this this is like my cousin has tried to get me to do it for years, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna be passed out on the side, and the truck's gonna have to pick me up, and it's embarrassing." And then now that I have a podcast and people know me, I'm like, "This is even more embarrassing." People are gonna see me like crying because I'm so dead tired. But honestly, I think it's all in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is. It is. No, and, and you know, when you go up the the bridge, right? It's not bad. You know, no. you think, "Oh my gosh," I'm, and it really isn't. Yeah, and there's. So many people that yes. come out to do it, which is also incredible. You know, you're still down on the on the ground, but then you see just like swarms of people walking <laughs> up the you know up the bridge. is an incredible thing to look at yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very That's true. Awesome. Did you did you do the the what was it the little, the Italy? little Italy? I did. I did. Oh, I signed up too. for the little Italy. Yeah, yeah cool. that was fun. Yeah, that was really so fun. much fun. Yeah. But I felt the same way. I was kind of like, oh, I hope no one recognizes me <laughs> as I'm sweating and like, and I was like, I'm choosing to walk right now. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like not the one who participates in this kind of stuff. Unless my yeah. friends make me and they have this time. Um, but I'm very excited now. I'm really excited yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, my friends that go for walks like um, every Saturday. And so they invite me all the time. Um, I've only done one so far. <laughs> so I was like, just keep bugging me and I'll come um great well it's been so nice having you guys here and hearing all the story and like the enthusiasm behind your succulent hobby <laughs> i love that i love that we we i mean you came because of the succulent business but we got so much more so much like rich italian history and also very much pedro history here you know which is really cool so thank you guys so much thank we really you. appreciate you guys coming on thank you for giving us the opportunity yeah. it was great Till next time. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I got to learn a little bit about my family too, so that was fun. <laughs> learn something new every day. Yeah. That's all for our episode. Follow us for more on Instagram at Hello SP Podcast. Huge thanks to Rock Ashfields at Palm Realty Boutique for providing us such a gorgeous recording space. And thank you to all of our amazing Patreon supporters. Leave us a review and share this episode with your friends, neighbors, and coworkers. See you next week.